Welcome back to the Man Cave Caucus Podcast. We're just chilling like villains on this rainy Saturday night, Tim. Nasty night. It kind of is. Good night to be indoors. Mm-hmm. We've got a loaded show tonight. I hope you all are ready for this. We're going to let you have both barrels. You know, it's like uh, it's like the whole world's on fire, Tim, and uh, we're here for it. What a time to start a podcast. I know, right? It it really... It wasn't. I don't think it was planned necessarily. No. But yet, it couldn't have been a at time, a more perfect time. For such a time as this. So yeah, it's on fire, and uh, don't worry. We're, g- we're going to guide you through the chaos and uh, and hopefully have a little fun along the way. Somehow. If we don't, we will be, of all men, most miserable. That's a fact. So starting up. Uh, what do you got? Canada. Oh, Canada. The Great North. Yeah, so uh, they hit pause, Tim, on their assisted suicide program that they have recently rolled out Mm. for the mentally ill, of course. Were they able to pull Dr. Jack Kevorkian out of the mothballs? (laughs) I think they may have. And uh, the reasoning, it it appears, is that they, um, they don't have enough doctors. See? I mean, they put... Dr. Jack in prison back in the 90s, he could have still had a thriving practice. I shouldn't laugh. I mean, but what else can you do? I, I, If it's not the picture-perfect example of socialism, well, what is? You know right? the biggest problem with finding doctors for such, me- for such things, right? It's this... Uh, you familiar with the Hippocrat- Hippocratic Oath? I am, actually. Hi- Do no Hippocrates. harm. Hippocrates was dedicated. Hmm. Did you know one of his practices, he would take a sample of earwax, a sample of the infection, infected wound, and a sample of urine, and a booker. Hmm. And he would personally taste test each one <clears throat> to help find... I'm just saying... He was dedicated. <laughs> that is probably why the Hippocratic Oath is still in place today. It wasn't I wonder if he was picked he, by merit or by... He was a bit of a quack, but he was, he was dedicated. Yeah. Uh, Maybe the DEI in that time stood for dedication. <laughs> dedication and uh, eating incredibly nasty things. <laughs> right. So, yeah, Canada, I mean... You know, yeah, they were going to start killing the mentally ill yeah. uh, as part of their assisted suicide program. But the good news is it, it's it been put on pause. That is great. The and bad news is it's temporary till they can find a few more doctors, I suppose. Um, I will say. Seems a bit morbid. I did always feel like being a doctor was probably out of the cards for me. But I feel like Canada could probably... I was well, just if thinking, you identify as the right thing, well, if you <laughs> you could probably be I'm in just like saying, Flynn like in Canada right now for the type of doctor that they're looking for, couldn't they just go down to McDonald's <laughs> or the local Tim Hortons and find 
just what the doctor ordered. They're not needing physicians here. Okay. I mean, how much skill? Once does it again, take? I I feel terrible for laughing. Hold but... still. <laughs> I'm helping you. Yeah. So here's the statement: Health officials are slow walking plans to expand mm. the program, stating there are not enough doctors, specifically psychiatrists, in Canada to evaluate the mentally ill people who wish to die. According to the now, I can't. This is so terrible. The fact that you have to talk about it. You remember that song in the 90s? I'm the kind of guy that laughs at a funeral. Can't understand what I mean. Well, you soon will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that comes to mind. So according to the announcement made by Health Minister Mark Holland and Justice, Justice Minister, they have a Justice Minister, just so you know. Mm. Arif Barani. This followed a meeting of the Special Parliamentary Committee looking into the plan, the Times reported. So they don't have enough psychiatrists to uh, to carry the workload of people that want to die. They kind of ran old Jordan Peterson out of town. Yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe that's what's happened he's, to all of them. He's too dangerous. He is a dangerous man. Yeah. Here's the data that they do have available. The number of government-sponsored deaths increased by 30% from 2021 to 2022. The Canadian government has killed 4% of all the people that died in Canada that year. I had no idea this was even going on, much less that they were having a doctor shortage. So they've only expanded the program since then, and now... If they can get the doctors, um, they want to expand it. See, they, the mentally ill, uh, this is a hot take, but uh, they need one of two things. More doctors, more, more psychiatrists, or more plastic surgeons to do some gender affirming. Yeah. You know, I mean... It's unreal, really. The The culture of death that has been created and uh, Trudeau has really been a big part of that. I mean, sounds mm. like quite the inviting place to live. Come over here. And they had such a reputation just for being nice folk. Yeah. I don't know. But that, I mean, who decides, too, like who's mentally ill, right? I guess those well, psychiatrists that I mean, they're short of. Dr. Kevorkian literally went to prison mm-hmm. f- for the exact thing. Yeah. But now it's it's the new fad in Canada. Mm. Well, I mean, you've got San Fran putting up nets. Yeah. And Canada looking for doctors. Maybe just, if they collaborated. Yeah. They could... Find a happy medium. Right. Anyways, well, here's the place that if there's no doctor or psychiatrist available, we'll we'll drive you to the net. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't mean to <laughs> it's laugh. Terrible. It's laugh or cry, folks. But it I was really thinking is. about it. Like uh, the libs are probably feeling like on the man cave caucus podcast they're like man these guys couldn't be happy if they were hung with a new rope they're like 
you know, we got people putting up nets in San Francisco and they're mad about the, uh, the cost we got, we're looking for doctors to keep those nets from going up and they're upset about that. So we're not that hard to please. We just, it's valuing, valuing life and common sense. We're just looking for just a shred of sanity, a thimble. Anyways, but that's, I had no idea that was going on in the first place, much less that there was a shortage of. It sounds like a, you know, a parody. Doctors who will but, not take the Hippocratic Oath. Well, they're. <laughs> right. I had no idea. They're taking an oath not to yeah. take the oath. <laughs> There's got to be a special college. Promise for that. you won't pay attention to that do no harm part in your yeah. oath if you come to work hired. here. So, next up. It's like denouncing your country. Denounce that oath. You got a job. Right. The House Judiciary Committee, Chairman Jim Jordan. I'm a fan. Big fan. He has subpoenaed District Attorney Fannie Willis. You know who I'm talking about, right? Demanding documents from her office following allegations that the DA fired a whistleblower who tried to stop a top campaign aide from misusing federal funds. So this is the DA who has went after Trump in Georgia. But Fannie has been under fire lately. I mean, think about what has just happened over in the last week or so. Fannie Willis is under investigation, not only for that instance, um, trying to uh, fire the whistleblower, this the same Fanny, the same Fanny that hired her boyfriend. Yeah, so that's the next thing under investigation for the the gross misconduct to, and and really potential RICO violation for a, a, allegedly using six hundred and fifty thousand dollars of taxpayer money to hire her underqualified boyfriend to take her on vacations. Yeah, another diversity hire, probably. Well, so. Uh, Mm. It was, I think it was just like, didn't even need to be diversity. You know, in this day and age, I've heard, heard a lot of people complaining about how hard the dating scene has gotten. Mm -hmm. And they never think to, to to ask questions as to why. Well, if you have a 650 K, it makes it substantially easier Mm -hmm. to uh, hire said boyfriend. I would say so. So that's happening. Corey Bush from Missouri, I hate to even admit it, is under investigation for allegedly using funds to illegally hire her husband for 60 grand as private security. (laughs) Right? But at the same time calling to defund the police. Hmm. I wish we had our what? I wish we had our uh, soon-to-be Googler on hand here for a little input. I mean, defund the police. Is this this St. Louis? Yes. Okay. (laughs) How'd you know? Well, how'd you guess? So I knew we didn't have any statewide Democrats, right? So I figured she must be, you know, Congresswoman from the first district, which is St. Louis, touting a little bit of heft, which would be a population like St. Louis. Yeah, she's the one that hates the Jews, loves. Uh, what Hamas is doing, you know, is um, she part of the sides squad? with the terrorists? Part of the squad 
How does a Missourian get in with the squad? Right. This is the question. Lord She's actually us. getting primaried this year by a viable candidate who seems to be uh, really picking up some steam. And let's uh, let's help. Should we donate? shovel some coal on that steam? Yep. On that old. Uh, but but at the same time, she kind of helps us out by uh, by really showing the crazy of the lowest, party. You know what I mean? That lowest common denominator yeah. action that's bringing it in. Yeah. So mm. I don't know. But I mean, I hate it for the people yeah. in the first district who hey. have to be represented by Cory Bush. I got a got a little little red pill for all those first district folk. Yeah, pay Gonna attention. Change your life. Wake up. And then at the same time, oh, before we move yeah. on, yeah, who is the who's the candidate? The candidate is Wesley Bell. Wes. Yep. From St. Louis. Mm. He's gonna. I think read. he was. Don't quote me on this, but I think he was like on the city council or county council or something of that nature hmm. and pretty popular guy. A lot more level headed and moderate than Cory Bush. Wesley which isn't saying much. Yeah, like, I mean that I doesn't... think Cory Bush is like I guess it'd be left of AOC. Pew. That if is, you can imagine. That's a hefty lefty right mm-hmm. there. <laughs> Moving so, on. So I'm sorry. At I, the I, same time, Ilhan Omar, up. another member of the squad, has pledged her allegiance to Somalia over the U.S., which is actually where mm. she serves in Congress. Is she from Minnesota? I believe. I know the Somali population, and I've talked about this on previous episodes, but I spent some time up by St. Cloud. Mm-hmm. Um, did you, uh, did you see working. Ilhan Omar? I didn't see. I definitely saw... The highest concentration of Somali population that you one can possibly see outside of yep. Somalia. Itself. Minnesota's fifth yeah. congressional district. So she's got to be over by St. Cloud or um, St. Paul. All of Minneapolis. Yeah. And uh, suburbs. So we were working in a Minneapolis suburb. It was probably an hour out. And you would not believe. All while wearing a hijab. And hey, this goes back. I hate to I hate to digress here, but this goes back to what we talked about last week with the immigration situation. Yeah. They have turned Minneapolis, huge city. Yeah. By legal immigration. Mm-hmm. The Somalis, they brought in a hundred and some thousand Somalis. Refugees. Refugees. Mm-hmm. Guess who their representative is, or what? What is her um, fifth congressional seat? Yeah, a hundred thousand people showing up to vote in a city doesn't happen in a primary, does it? Like in the average city, like for primaries, I would. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, that's how you get an mm-hmm. Ilhan Omar on the ballot, right. who takes Somali over the U.S. Mm-hmm. Yet is. Representing 110,000 people, 130,000, I think, that they brought over in the... And I mean, I you know that grows. I, and it's, once again, changes... Minneapolis is, a, you know, a very big city. And uh, Minnesota has a lot of good folk, like good old boys. Yeah. But and again... They've, they've changed... They've counted for the census. Think about that. Now, well, not only did they count them for the census, that was eligible voters, I believe, because they yeah. were brought over the way they were brought over. And they pushed Ilhan Omar through. How many people 
does Ilhan Omar really represent in the U.S. versus the uh, people who came out and voted? And uh, I don't know. That's a good question. I'm just saying, but that's one of the loudest, squeakiest mm-hmm. wills in, is it Congress? Yep. Yeah. I so, mean, the squad is squeaky and loud. Yeah. But here's what's crazy is the hypocrisy of this. So she is openly pledging her allegiance to Somalia mm-hmm. over the U.S., but yet Democrats are threatening Texas because mm-hmm. Texas is blocking the flow of terrorists and, and cartel members into the country and into their state by trying to defend their border. I mean, that's today's Democratic Party. Like, there's yeah. there's not a... There's not a bit of, of consistency or principle at all. It's whatever benefits them. And on top of that, this week, the Dem staffer um, that you heard about that, that videoed his, uh, let's say, extracurricular activities, um, by the way of a sex tape in, in a Senate hearing room with another man in D.C., has not been charged. Capitol Police just chose to uh, let that one slide, I suppose. But yet, you know, the shaman dude with the horns, Jacob Chansley, spent 310 days in solitary confinement before he took a plea deal and then was sentenced to 41 months in prison for saying a prayer in the Senate chamber. Hmm. Seems a bit twisted to me i i did go back i believe you recommended to me to listen to an interview with him yeah i believe he's a bit less crazy than i had chalked him up to be chancely i still i mean he's still he's still a different he's a horse of a different breed (laughs) yes but mm. he is I, I like hearing his takes, though, as crazy as they are. <laughs> I got... So, our Googler was not here. So yeah. I, I did a little but fact But I think checking. we have one. We have one waiting in the wings. We do. Yeah. Um, I did a little fact checking on myself, and I was <laughs> a mere 100,000 off. On what what part? On the uh, Minnesota's uh, Somali population. You were only 100,000 off? I was only 100,000. That's not too bad. <laughs> hey, this is... Uh, this is why this is why we need a full-time Googler. I have become a very aware though. I mean, this is this is a little self-aware, yeah. As self-awareness in action here and it is an estimated 37,048 residents of Minnesota were born in Somalia. Wow. And uh my number, I want to believe that that came from, you know, the immediate I I believe it's much larger of Somalians who, you know, are now American citizens, but hmm. 37,000 is the guesstimation of the of, population of just Minneapolis of Somalian refugees in Minneapolis, in the Minneapolis mm-hmm. uh, greater Minneapolis area. Yeah. So, so I'd say a large I did part Google of that myself. was, was right. probably in her district. Yeah, and I'd say that grew substantially um that was as of 2021. Uh, or whenever the last yeah, I mean, the, was. at the rate we're going at the border right now, it could have doubled. Somewhere in a newspaper clipping, I had seen while I was working there that there was estimated one hundred and thirty-seven thousand that were connect, you know, either born or brought over. But that number could be completely 
pulled out of the ethers. So 37 is the hard hard count in that district. Yeah. Which I don't know how many people vote. Well, the other thing to add to that is so, you know, we were talking about how the the illegal immigrants are still counted in a census, but the Democrat party's already talking about trying to make all these citizens and give them amnesty and get which would give them voting rights. Yeah. As well, right? We know that's the case. They're talking about it. Yeah. That, that's that's what they the the end game is with this uh, mass immigration because they want a uniparty system to be able to control everything from here on out. Um, that's the bottom line. There's no other way. I I think you could explain why they are allowing this to happen without any thought to the unintended consequences. So, next up, Tim. You know, it, you know it's getting bad whenever uh, Kid Rock is the one dropping truth bombs. The voice of sanity. On Sean Hannity. When... The old space cowboy himself. Yeah. But I, uh, I thought this was interesting, what he was saying about the, the uh, trans community and, and how that they're trying to push all this woke ideology, queer theory yeah. onto kids... And you, and uh, here's what Kid Rock has to say. He was on the Sean Hannity show. I said, someone wants to dress up like a girl. They want to be transgender, or whatever. A lot of people fought and died for them to do that. Go for it. We can coexist, you know, in public places. You might not be my first dinner invite. You know what I mean? And I'm probably not yours. And if you're gay, no one cares anymore, right? We all got gay family members, gay friends, great co- gay coworkers. It's like. Cut it out. Just be gay. You know, How about, I'm not going to clap you know what I hear for you. You know what I hear for you saying? You believe in freedom. Yeah. But if you want to indoctrinate kids in school. That's what, that's right. I tell my, I, I, I'll, let me, let me say this to the trans and gay community right now. Transy. Be yourself. That's cool. You're cool with me. I'm cool with you. That's what most people are. But as soon as you bring our kids into this, that's where you're going to bring hatred into it. Leave our freaking kids out of it. That's, that's the bottom line. How about parents instill the values in their own kids? Yeah. That's it. So what do you think? Yeah. I mean, you agree. Can't agree more. Like the and that's that's the frustration I guess is that, you know, you can't you give an inch and I mean, the mile is coming. And that's where I think the majority of the you, the the majority of people just want to live and let live and the only people who are fighting for you know, it's like fighting for rights that you you already have, um, making making the biggest nastiest stink. Well, and, I think they're and not just leaving it at what you said you wanted, and that's the moving goalpost. Mm-hmm. Is the frustration? It is, but the thing about this is, I, this issue is much deeper than I think what a lot of people realize when you go back to the roots of um, you know queer theory, critical race theory. Um, and the Marxism that is behind that. And I think there are people that are even in that community that really don't understand the agenda of what the people that were instrumental in the beginning knew would be the end result. Yeah. uh, And what they were trying to accomplish with that. And that's why this is being pushed on our kids is because it is a deep-rooted ideology that has certain outcomes in mind. And, um, you know, and I agree, like, you know, what Kid Rock is saying, he's 
whatever you want to do as an adult, whatever, you know. Of course, he, you know, I have my own feelings about that. I, yeah. can't, I can't agree with some of the, uh, the things that people might do, but at least as an adult, if you keep it to yourself and it's not in your face, that's one and, thing. And that's what, I mean, I don't, the, the frustrating part is you would never ask someone to applaud or promote your heterosexuality, you know, and, and that's the frustration. I mean, that's what he's If you saying. did, it would probably be looked on. Oh, you would. In a negative way. I mean, it's like, like being, be just a, being a they man. Would label you as a sicko and <laughs> just just pervert. Uh, just identifying else. as a uh, as a man. You're labeled, you know, uh, John Wayne syndrome. You're right. Laid, you're labeled as a just for uh, being a normal chauvinist. You're labeled as man as you were just just as created to be. Yeah, yeah. And so, very. I mean, there's moving goalpost and complete hypocrisy when it comes to it is and the end result is i mean uh, you know you look at well for instance we just talked about it this dim staffer that was doing this in a senate hearing room with another man you're you're that's the kind of behavior that is the outcome of this and that's just they think it's normal and acceptable well and this is what i'm talking about the moving goalpost is you know we're we want equal rights no you want more rights that's what you know, DNR or not DNR, Dad, come. My acronyms. DEI. DEI. Big Thank difference. You, big. Big Wait. difference between DNR and DEI. <laughs> it's been on my mind this week. I'm sorry. <laughs> Long story. <laughs> DEI. Yes. That's that's what it is. It's not for equal rights. No, it's not. And it's actually for the racism. But so, you know, and this this figures into the bigger picture of even of even what's going on with this election. You know, you have Donald Trump, who has been labeled as everything yeah. under the sun, um, you know, and racism, one of those. He's a misogynist, according to some, you know, all the different things that are thrown out there to try to throw shade. But. This week there was a, uh, I think it was MSNBC reporter that visits a, a black barber shop, Tim, and uh, started asking questions, you know, about uh, the uh, the race and you know all the things that are that are going on. I uh... and it's really interesting to see. Well, Ben, sanity. In so many, it, it's encouraged. The one encouraging thing, sanity prevails in so many, so many times. You realize that sanity may be more than fifty percent. I, I believe it is for sure. I, like it's the most encouraging thing that I it find is. in my perusing. And that again, I go. I think it goes back to throughout history, the people are the ones who finally figure it out. Yeah, and reset. You don't end up, you don't end up with the American, you know, that I don't, I, I hate to say experiment, but you don't end up with this by accident. It was, uh, it was honed over time. So this and, is, this, this barbershop 
instances in uh, South Carolina, which is coming up, you know, in the yeah. I just I have I I have not and being totally candid, I did not um, watch this. So they're they're asking them about their presidential choices, okay? Uh, and you could imagine of what MSNBC was trying to we know where look they were for in an in a response, we right? Know where they're always heading. to help the narrative. But here's what happened: there are some people in your orbit who are either voting for Donald Trump, for sure. A lot of my friends are obviously my age, so we're a little younger. We've only voted once, you know, for actually for a president, and Trump is kind of all we know. And they're kind of Trump and Biden. They're like, well, we were broke with Biden. We weren't with Trump, and that's kind of the only thing that I'm hearing over and over again, over and over yeah. again, is that well, Trump, we had money. Well, okay. Hmm. Hmm. We were broke under Biden. Under Trump, we had money. That really sums it up, I think, with a lot of people, Tim, uh, when it comes to who they're voting for. I mean, we always know that people tend to vote their pocketbook. But I think what's funny is they go in looking for this answer when it comes to the black community. And the black community in this video is like, you know what? Um, we had money under Trump, and now we don't. And so, I mean, now we're with Trump. I'm definitely. So, I think there's something we can learn from that. Like I said, if the red wave doesn't come, I'm going to definitely be looking for some, uh, unlike in New Orleans, some effective. But it seems like the tide is turning. I mean, and the MAGA is kind of showing. I mean, even Snoop Dogg came out this week. You know, saying, I got nothing but good to say about Donald Trump. Yeah. He probably He's on wrote, the Trump train. He probably wrote a couple songs about the Trump train back before the Trump train was even rolling coal. <laughs> or probably, steam. He probably did. Is a steam engine still considered rolling coal since it puts out the steam but is fired by coal? I mean... Surely, right? I'd have to. I'd have to defer to some uh, diesel bros experts. <laughs> they may. They may feel strongly about that. They may. So next up, back to San Francisco we go, Tim. <laughs> How does this always happen? You always end up in yeah. crazy. Well, I crazy say that town. it's not necessarily San Francisco. It's just California. But I always think of San Francisco when I hear Gavin Newsom because he's from San Francisco. So this week, this is hilarious, by the way. He uh, apparently is at a Target store. You know, I for one thing, I just can't imagine Gavin Newsom just, you know, uh, walking around a Target store. It's picking up some khakis. It's Target. Target. But apparently he was at a Target store, and he's up at the cash register. And, ever- and he witnesses... Some shoplifting happening while he's in line. This is the second. I it, it may have been a week before, but I believe we had a. Did we did we have that story of the woman who? I think I sent it to you. I don't know if it made it on the show, but the woman that robbed the or that was demanding reparations at the Target as she was at the Target. Shoplifting. She brought up. 
She brought up $1,500 worth of goods, rang them up, and then tried walking out and got stopped and interviewed. In the, did you see this? Yeah, I did. <laughs> okay. And claiming that. Yeah. Her. She had it. She had it coming because, I mean, we have a. The score of things that she put in the cart was just, just write it off as reparations. Yes. Straight needs. Right. I mean, we may have a Republican voter there, and I, I mean, help us all, I'm just saying. So here's Governor Hairjail when uh, he's talking about, and this is what's funny. He's on a Zoom call with I don't know who, and he's telling this story. Gavin Newsom is telling this story. It's like, think it, about hey, how tone it, deaf it is. I'm just saying it, it comes back. This. It comes back to the fact that even the delusional check it out. The woman says, get oh, glimpses of reality. So here's what, listen. Check it out. The woman says, oh, he's just walking out. He didn't pay for that. I said, well, why are you stopping? She goes, oh, the governor. I swear to God, true story. On my mom's grave. The governor oh, my mom's grave. The threshold. There's no, there's no, there's no accountability. There's no, I said, it's just not true. And she, I, she got, I said, we have the 10th toughest, $950, the 10th toughest in America. She didn't even know what I was talking about. Tenth toughest at nine fifty. And if you don't know, you can steal nine hundred and fifty dollars worth of goods, people. Yeah, and nobody in does California. Anything. No, I mean they can the worst thing that's gonna happen, you're gonna get a citation written yeah. like you were speeding yeah. or not wearing your seatbelt. Here's your that, speeding ticket. Here's, Don't here's do your it ticket. again. Now, now come to court little, or just, just pay a little your, slap I on wonder, the old. Could you tell me what Stop. is what is the fine? What is the fine for stealing $950? So it doesn't go to grand larceny. It probably comes down to like a $12 court fee. I, yeah. I need it. And then they'll be like, you know, hey, hey, we know you're on hard times and... We know it's tough. We know you can't pay that $12. We know, we know you needed that 86-inch TV. <laughs> we know. We know what it's like sitting in your living room, playing PlayStation 17 hours a day on a 55-inch uh, TV. Yeah. No one should deal with that. No. No one should have Go to ahead. Do that. So listen to this, whatever he says here. Toughest in America. Look it up. Look it up, he said. And it's I said, it's not true. They're still <laughs> stopped. They said, well, we don't stop them because of the governor. And then, so, so the woman doesn't recognize that Gavin Newsom is, is like, the governor. And she's like, it's this idiot governor. That's the reason why they're stealing this greasy-haired guy that looks just like you. <laughs> <laughs> and then here he is saying, trying to make it look like she's the idiot. <laughs> you know? It's just not true. And I, I really Look struggle. I really struggle. Filling We're the my, toughest. Like a 10th toughest, Ben. Oh, yeah. Tenth. We're the 10th toughest. Which We're the is, 49th toughest. It's super disturbing that there are 40 states that have a higher... <laughs> People, wake up, America. <laughs> Good it Lord. Just, I couldn't believe it. Help us all. Oh, man. It's just too good to be so, true. So, Gavin Newsom is not a fan of his own policies. But here's what's funny. So then... There's nothing funny about this. When when he, hysterical. of course, has to tell her, like, I'm the governor. Uh, yeah. I got... Imagine that moment. Like, 
If I would have been him, I'd have been like, I just, been, I wouldn't have said a word. I'd been walking back into the back section of Target, seeing if there was any shovels to dig a dad gum hole to crawl in. <laughs> but people, but no, when she does find out, she goes to take a picture with him. Like, oh, I mean, think about that. Nine hundred and fifty dollars, people. What are you doing sitting here listening to this I podcast? Will tell you. Why are you still here? I will tell you. I was at Walmart. Think of what you could get for $950. Well, I know exactly what you can get. I was at Walmart with my uh, youngest son, and we were ogling an 86-inch TV. (laughs) Dad, come (laughs) it. My son said, Dad, you know, on four-player, we'd each have about a full-size TV. (laughs) I said, yeah, yeah, we would, Duck. $957. You could, you that could would get be some accessories lar- with it for and that. And it's not that, it's not that I, not that I would go for grand larcenry, but if I needed that TV, I'm not a, ga- I'm not much of a gamer, but if I needed it. So CNN ran a segment on, on <laughs> shoplifting in San Francisco and in their, 30-minute segment, they witnessed three different thefts. How many minutes? 30 minutes. <laughs> One every 10 minutes. At a Walgreens. At a Walgreens. Oh, speaking of Walgreens, my dad mm. brought to my attention that Walgreens is racist. Oh, I heard about this. I know you yeah. heard about this. Yeah, because yeah. they want to move their store. Imagine. Because they're they're so tired of the shoplifting and they can't make money because people are still in nine hundred and fifty dollars at a time and getting away with well, it. Well, they keep it to nine hundred and forty nine. Yeah, that's important. It's very important. Can you imagine like, it's like they're on their calculator on their iPhone. I wonder on their iPhone fifteen. I uh, <laughs> I wonder. Are you? Or do you have the Walgreens app? I don't. Okay, no. so. I always put my cell phone number in and I save. I get I get cash rewards from Walgreens. Yeah. And I wonder if somebody was like planning for the cash rewards. Mm. <laughs> it says their Tinder was just cold hard theft. <laughs> they might have broke into Grand Larsonry area mm. by just a Watch few out. bucks because they didn't realize that those, that those cells and uh, public service announcement: Those cells do not apply when they're not a sale. Yeah, that's true. You got to put your cell phone number in. Think about it, people. You got to be careful. You got to stop at that checkout. Mm-hmm. So I think it's much safer to get your get your stuff rang up, put your number in, and then walk away because mm-hmm. you you know what you're yeah you know you may exactly hey I got to put that back. Hup! Get a receipt nope. first. Put that iPhone get, get fifteen a, charger back. Get a receipt for it first. Could I get a receipt for that just to make sure? Okay, What's my thanks. total? They're just hoofing it out the door. What's my total? $976. Ooh, ooh, oh. Hold on. Let put me, that, let put me. that five-hour energy back. <laughs> I'm going to need to put that case of primes back. <laughs> what else? Where are we at now? Well, you could go the other 956. way, 956. Like, <laughs> it it hey. rings up at... 820, and they're like, oh. Give me that bottle of lighter fluid. 
They don't want to lose their place in line. <laughs> Hang on. Hang on. I got to go back. I got to go back to the medicine counter. I, Hold that thought. I, I need to. I need to pack Tums. I'm only at 943. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Uh, and why is it always Target? Like Tar- Target and I th- Walgreens. I think the reason why the is this week. Target especially has like some of the worst woke policies yeah. in their stores. I'll tell you. Let me give you a, that another, are out there. another public service announcement. If you have a transgender clothing section... For Extra children, points. like Celine Dion, clothing, and uh, then you have a transgender section for underoos and things. Mm-hmm. Well, you bathing might, suits that are tuckable. Yes, yes. Let's make sure it's we, important. Yeah, tuckable. If you have that, you may need to have a plan for loss prevention that is slightly more intense. Yeah, than the average. At least your theft can be uh, can meet the the woke uh, diversity requirements and diverse woke theft is definitely DWT. It's and coming. And another thing about Target, they seem to be uh, much higher in comparison when it comes to assaults in their bathrooms than <laughs> other retail could stores. You, could you imagine? How I wonder old? why that's the case. I don't know. Oh yeah. I'm telling you, you get too many Starbucks in you and things get weird. So anyway. Anywho. There's that. What do we got next? Next up, the government's trying to crack down on citizens and their ability to form a militia or organize any resistance to tyranny. They're heading off something. (laughs) They're working on a bill. I'm just a bill. Dude. It's called the Preventing Private Paramilitary Activity Act of 2024, H.R. 6981. Is that song royalty-free? Which one? I'm Just a Bill bill on Capitol Hill. Hill. You know, that's a good question. We ought to find out. If not, I I need to do a full rendition of it. It's one of my favorite songs. I've been watching, uh, watching that on YouTube quite a bit, trying to brush up on sings as I... Found myself on a political podcast. I need to know how all this works. Yeah, it's it's a good and uh, that primer. Was, that was where I felt like I needed it's to good start. Good place to start. If I didn't know that song, probably yeah. shouldn't be talking politics. Anyways. So on. yeah, the government's uh, trying to make it illegal to fight back against tyranny. So like the government trying to fight back against the very... Um, principle that started the government in the United States of America. So it only takes three people, according to the bill, and I quote, training to function in public in combat to be guilty. So if me and you and one other dude... Got to keep it down to two at a time. You know, are training to function in a combat situation as citizens, then we could be found guilty to be starting a paramilitary strike force. The first rule... Strike force judo job. The first rule is uh, we don't talk about our militia. That's right. I have no idea what you're talking about. So, obviously, it seems like a... uh, We couldn't. uh, (laughs) 
We couldn't start a militia with a gun to our head due to that dadgum boating accident, Ben. I know. We lost them all. <laughs> now we're down to our people pocket, pocket knives. Invest in a better boat before you invest we, in arms. We might need in to armaments. Have a, we might lose all of those in a boating accident if we're not careful. You know, I learned a valuable lesson. A Sherman tank doesn't do well in a uh, canoe. <laughs> yeah. On Grand Lake. Yeah. Man, I, side note, but I uh, I listened to a podcast today about the guy that's like literally the uh, the Top Gun, fi- the real world Top Gun fighter guy. Not Tom Cruise. Not Tom Cruise. Okay. He... He's like 55 now, retired out of the the military and all that, but he has his own fighter jet that he bought. Because you can buy like those MiGs. Yeah. Like those Russian MiGs and some of those. Dude. He's got his own fighter jet. Can you imagine? I've just like, myself. Hey, you want to run to San Francisco and check on those suicide nets real quick? Tim, I had... We could be there in like well, six minutes. I had... I had some neighbors who did not appreciate my, uh, which is, I'm a recovering hoarder. I don't know if you know that. Mm. Recovered. uh, It's a real problem. But recovering hoarder. (laughs) Still work on that every day. And uh, I always thought my neighbors would be a lot less nippy. Uh, Sorry. If you had the If I had a Sherman tank sitting Mm -hmm. in my front yard on a little concrete pad. Guarantee you. Or maybe just a kill dozer. And every once in a while, start it up. Every now just and again, move just it around. Just like go a little Kelly's hero, yeah. just in the yard. Maybe put a mowing attachment on the back of my Sherman mm. tank and just mow with it. <laughs> As you're churning the sod. Sometimes you just, the only thing you mow down with your Sherman tank is some tall weeds. And I think that was half the problem. He, he mowed his yard in a diamond shape. Mm. Rest in peace. One of those. And uh, I mowed my yard when the sheriff came by. Yeah. And I've grown. I've grown. <laughs> so the other part of this bill, the details are unbelievable when you read through this, but here's just a few things. January 11th, they introduced the bill. Preventing Paramilitary Activity Act wonder what this could pertain to. Uh, I think it is a... Here's another part. If a government proceeding is happening, it takes away your right to protest or interfere with or interrupt or attempt to interfere with or interrupt government operations or a government proceeding. The way this is written... Do you know how broad the word government is, Tim? Mm. That includes your city council, your school board meetings, your ambulance board, your library board, any of those that are set up that are funded by taxpayer dollars are a government proceeding, Tim. So this bill I feel like is trying to crush our rights I to say... Like- I disagree, Mr. School Board Member. With you being loosely connected. With you being connected to the government, maybe bringing a Googler into this could be 
pretty much a small insurrection. Mm-hmm. Now this, I'd hate to get this shut down before we even. Really I mean, could the podcast be a government proceeding? My, if a government official is, we're we're a on, part of the podcast. We're on episode sixteen. My, I have a good friend, very close friend, that reminds me that by ex, episode sixty-two, we need to find our voice, um, and that's in the. Uh, in reference to the Ghostbusters movie that I have not yet watched, mm-hmm. the latest one, that uh, he there's a guy on there that in episode 62, he's got a podcast and he's always telling his friends about it. He's like, in episode 62, pick up there, that's where I found my voice. <laughs> so, We're still working on it. We're gonna, Obviously. We still have, what, uh, 40... 44 yeah. episodes? I feel pretty no, confident that by 62, we, we will be fully... If we don't find our voice, we'll retire. Yeah. <laughs> but this bill is crazy. Look it up, people. They don't even they don't even define what the word paramilitary means in this bill. Why would they make an overreach with a bill? They use the term private paramilitary organization. Any group, three or more persons. Oh, imagine how frightened they must be to think that three of us. Yeah, it would need to be. Can overthrow the government. It would need government. to be the Hulk, Thor, and Iron Man, I think, before well, they had a big issue. Chuck Norris has got to be. A, Chuck's a one man crew, though, so they might need to narrow that down. <laughs> they might need an amendment. One. Chuck Unless Norris. you're Chuck Norris, then it's three. Old Chuck's still kicking. Oh, yeah. But it's crazy. They're, they're literally trying to ban us from uh, any input whatsoever when it comes to government mm. proceedings. And even, here's what's crazy, Tim. Even places like southwest Missouri, there's this move by county commissions and uh county councils to limit the public's ability to speak in those meetings. I have been vehemently yeah. against that because that is the very principle of the bedrock of this nation and that is it's a nation of the people, by the people, for the people. Yeah. And if you limit the people's voice, then you go down that road of tyranny. It's just inevitable. So anyway... Look it up. It's not good what's happening with that bill. So have you been paying attention to what's happened with the uh, the service members that were killed in Jordan by a drone strike? I have not. So <laughs> a couple, uh, I, this would have been last Sunday, I believe, there were three soldiers that were killed in a drone strike in Jordan at a American military base there, a U.S. military base there. And uh, so since then, it's unbelievable when you see what the White House even put out about this. I'm going to play a clip that will just blow your mind uh, from the White House secretary, but a press secretary. But since then, the U.S. has begun retaliatory strikes on the Middle East targets, Um as a result of this, 
and and the deaths that happened. And there were 23 injured as well uh, in this attack in Jordan. But listen to what the press secretary said. Say our deepest, uh, obviously our deepest condolences uh, go out and our heartfelt condolences go out to the families uh, who lost uh, three, three brave uh, three brave, uh, three brave of uh, three folks who are, who are military folks who are brave, who are always fighting, who are fighting on behalf and of uh, this administration of the American. What? Biden, Biden. Three folks. Biden. Uh, and she says, fighting for this administration. That was the most Biden-esque. What in the. That was the most Biden-esque thing I've ever heard come out of anybody's mouth other than Biden. I couldn't believe it. Mm. Absolutely ludicrous to respond to three service members who fought and died for this country. It's not that hard, lady. As these three folks who fought for this administration. Mm. And I've also heard reports that— I don't think I've ever heard someone say fought for this administration. Unbelievable. I've also heard reports that they have not even released some of the information to the families of those that were killed and the families of those that were injured as to who they are. It was almost like the Biden administration was trying to hide this as much as they possibly could and the details of it as much as they possibly could for their own benefit. But I mean, so now we're sending airstrikes because this was Iran-backed. This, this drone strike was an Iran, yeah. Iran-backed drone strike. So now we're sending airstrikes to the Middle East. I mean, all of this is going on. You've got what's happening in Texas. You've got... We're gearing up for a complete poo storm. It's unbelievable, which would be a really great place to take a break. Must needs. <laughs> we'll be right back. All right, we're back, and uh, just over the break, breaking news, former Trump official Mike Gill dies after being shot during Washington, D.C. carjacking incident. Um, says, says Fox News, former Tr- President Trump administration member Mike Gill recently died from inju- injuries he sustained after he was carjacked in Washington, D.C., He served as the chief of staff at the Commodity Futures Trading Commission. He was sitting in his vehicle on Monday night when a suspect entered his car and shot him. The incident happened in the 900 block of K Street Northwest at around 5.45 p.m. They've identified the suspect as Artel Cunningham, 28. Authorities say that Cunningham tried stealing another vehicle around an hour later and then approached others and demanded their keys. Um, One of those people who Cunningham is accused of shooting and killing in a carjacking, um, Alberto Vasquez, and Cunningham was later shot and killed by law enforcement. And Gil's wife, Christina, broke the news of her husband's death to Fox. D.C. is becoming an unbelievably dangerous place to be. And, uh, of course, that obviously could have some political reasons behind it as well, I would think. Yeah. But uh, 
we spent we spent a week there. And have you have you spent much time in DC? Not a lot, but a uh, a little bit. The uh, whole time we were there, about two a.m. every night, they have those uh, like people who do the uh, they have a like a serious issue with people who go around on four wheelers about two a.m. Mm-hmm. and like take the streets over motorcycles and four wheelers. Yeah, uh, it's St. Louis mostly, has the same problem. Yeah, it's it's uh, but. Yeah, every night we were woke up about 2 a.m. by just ridiculously loud, just dirt bikes and four-wheelers, and they take over the... We we were actually... Me and my wife went out on a date, and uh, we're out pretty late walking back to the hotel, and it was just insane. They just took over. The police just sit there and watch it. Goodness. It's crazy. That is. So next up, Tim... Bidenomics continues to create a weakened economy. Imagine that. Layoffs surged 136% in January to the second highest level on record. And uh, these layoffs are even hitting close to home, even in my area of southwest Missouri. But... uh, you know, obviously there there are many things that figure into this, but inflation um, and the stifling of what's happened with the economy, rising costs, all of those things figure into it. But here's what's crazy. So meanwhile, though, in a time where the economy is obviously running into some trouble, but in New York City... They're helping with the economy. $53 million program to help uh, struggling Americans. Actually, scratch that. It's uh, handouts with prepaid debit cards to illegal immigrants. Hmm. Sorry, I got that wrong. You were close. Yeah. But that's the idea of those people that are in power right now. Did you see the, speaking of 50s, did you see where the one judge overturned Tesla's $55 billion? I didn't. So Tesla had $55 billion coming in government um, subsidies. That was overturned by a single judge. Hmm. And, uh, you know, when you think about the cost of free speech being about $44 billion mm-hmm. puts it into perspective. Yeah. Really disturbing. One one judge overturned Tesla getting $55 billion in subsidies, which it's it just really highlights the hypocrisy that the electric Political. Car, the electric uh, car industry. Mm-hmm being subsidized because it's so important, so important to save our planet. Mm-hmm. But not if it's being done by someone who is... That they don't agree with. Just, you know, used to be a... And vocal about it. Yeah. Inconvenient truths. Yeah. Inconvenient truths. But here's what's crazy. So, I mean, again, record layoffs, 
obviously the economy and people are, are feeling the pinch what's going on. And Joe Biden this week blames rising prices on uh, what he called big grocery. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah. I mean, imagine that. Biden, I'd love to share with old Sleepy Joe that poop runs downhill, Joe. Well, it's it's just nonsense. And the real number of inflation is at least over 10%. I, I feel like you're But being, they try to make it look like that inflation is just, you know, 3%, it's decreasing. It's, the number that they're willing to give up. I I would love to, uh, love for them to go to the grocery store with me. Here's what he said. Inflation is coming down. It's now lower in America than any other major economy in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The cost of eggs, milk, chicken, gas, and so many other essential items have come down. This is Joe Biden saying this. And all of this is incorrect, by the way. But for all we've done to bring prices down, there are still too many corporations in America ripping people off, price gouging, junk fees, greedflation. He's, he said mm. greedflation. Greedflation. Shrinkflation. These are two... Did Joe New Biden words. come up with those he words? He just Tim? coined those. There's no way in the moment he did not come up with those words. Greedflation and, and shrinkflation. Shrinkflation? No. Shrinkflation is what I would consider an oxymoron. Right. I don't. I mean, I'm not a linguist. It's like blaming gas stations for the price of gas yeah. when, when their profit margin, you know, is is laughably minimal. Yeah, one to three cents per gallon. It's crazy. Mm. But the, the, the underlying fact is Americans are struggling, but yet Joe Biden is blaming it on all the things that, I mean, greedflation, really? Shrinkflation is funnier to me because right. that's a straight-up oxymoron. Oh, man. But, you know, it really comes down to this. Here Here's the, the bottom line of all this. I mean, even, did you see the, the uh, 50 Cent? Uh, quote this week. I did, but only because even Fifty Cent says that uh, this what's happening in New York City with the the checks to illegal immigrants is ridiculous, and even he can see that in a, in economics, shrinkflation is also known as the grocery shrink ray. <laughs> what? This is, uh, I had to Google shrinkflation because I was just not familiar. There's even some cute pictures. <laughs> and it shows a 300 and, oh, Toblerone and Pepsi were used in this graphic. Mm. And they're charging the same for a 250 milliliter Pepsi as they used to charge for a 325. Oh. Now, Toblerone, that is. That is the disturbing one because for what, 175 grams of Toblerone, now they're giving you 150 for the same price. Mm. That dadgum yep. shrinkflation. That was their definition? Yeah. So that's what shrinkflation is, is where you're getting a smaller product you're for getting the same less. price. <laughs> but that's what's destroying. That is the problem mm-hmm. with our economy, people. 
you're getting less for more. Or those, for the same. Those Sorry. stinking businesses that yeah, greedy need to make a profit. And I'm not going to lie. When I was a younger alive. man, Ben, I used to buy my soda pops in two liters. Well, no, in three liters. Yeah, I remember the three find, liters. Find yourself a three liter Mountain Dew. Mm-mm. It ain't going to happen. Mm-mm. So that's shrinkflation. In case. I see. Mm, so less. My phone. In case our audience was wondering, shrinkflation is, more. is now you pay for a two liter what you had to pay for a three liter in the good old days. Of surge. <laughs> surge. A three liter of surge. <laughs> I used to could drink a three liter of surge in less than a one hour sitting. Oh man. Times have changed. Now those he, those eight ounce cans do me in. Yeah. But here's the thing. The the choice is really now this. Like it's it's really simple. It's between those who hate America and those who love America. That's really what it yeah. it comes down to these days. There's two types of people. That's it. Oh, and yeah. uh, I thought uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders actually put it really well. Listen to this. Do you think Joe Biden loves this country? If he did, he certainly wouldn't be trying to destroy it second by second, minute by minute, hour by hour. But that's exactly what he's doing. He's allowed our economy to drop. He's allowed our border to completely collapse. Our enemies certainly don't fear us. Our allies don't respect us. Literally every single thing he does is at the destruction and demise of the people in this country. And I think it is frankly, totally disgraceful and disqualifying for him to be president of the United States if he cannot do the simple job of securing our border, either at the south or the north. Mm. I think that summed it up pretty well. I can't help but be wanting to make a end shrinkflation t-shirt with a three liter of surge. (laughs) You just can't get past the eight ounce can of surge. Shrinkflation. Oh, my goodness. It's so true, though. Listen to what Gates had to say. Because here's what the, here's what people are seeing right now. They're seeing this administration throw money at everybody except for Americans that are struggling. Which, yeah. again, as a small government conservative, I'm not for the government throwing money at people. Virtually anything. Most of the time for any reason, right? But because they got that money somewhere, it's to... so ridiculous to see in a time, especially where people are feeling the pinch like they are right now with this economy, but yet they're throwing money everywhere else, especially at illegal immigration, not in the right way, and incentivizing people to come yeah. here illegally. 56 or 53 or 56 million. And prepaid debit cards to illegal immigrants. Yeah, and if that if that doesn't just uh, frustrate the legal immigrants beyond measure, what does? And the citizens above, you know, beyond measure. I I don't know what will. Listen to Matt Gates. That this is a tax bill. There are good provisions in it on business expensing for economic growth, but my friends, this is not a tax bill. This is a welfare bill masquerading as a tax bill. The Wall Street Journal was correct to identify the ways in which this legislation vastly expands 
the welfare state. And so this is how the bipartisan agreement came together. If the Republicans were willing to give the Democrats what they wanted for illegal aliens to get massive subsidies in welfare, then the Democrats were willing to give the Republicans what they wanted on a bunch of business welfare. The child tax credit, as currently contemplated, will be a massive pull factor to bring people into this country illegally. And we could have, as the majority party, demanded constraints to stop them from being able to use the money that way. But, but bipartisanship was more important than good policy. So what he's talking about is this tax bill that's being paraded out there as you know this bipartisan bill. Uh, to lower taxes for Americans, but there's all this hidden stuff in there, and especially for illegals, um, and he's he's really speaking out against that. And so, again, what you see is is the government and the, the Biden administration um, doing all the wrong things and uh, incentivizing what's happening with mass immigration at the border without any vetting and all of that that's going on. All the while, Americans are paying the price. Yeah. I don't know if you've watched much of the show, My 600-Pound Life. No. But government bills, much like 600-pound people, sometimes there's some Skittles that get lodged in those fat rolls, and sometimes there's cockroaches. Mm -hmm. And uh, you get a 500-page bill or a 5,000-page bill, Get it passed. There's through. gonna be some Skittles and there's gonna be some Skittles and cockroaches. there's gonna be some cockroaches. Mm-hmm. Might be a Cheeto. That's a really good uh <laughs> and uh description. It's pretty much Thanks for that mental picture, Tim. I'm sorry. I every now and again I catch myself watching that show. My blood pressure is beginning to spike a little bit, Tim. So we need some comedy relief. So Let's talk about the diaper spa. Have you? This is about I more that is than I can bear. I'm not gonna lie. I opened Freeform this week. Me and Ben uh, have a Freeform page we share for the podcast, and mm-hmm. I scrolled right past that one. Ben did not stop. Did not collect two hundred dollars. New Hampshire town alarmed due to the opening of a new diaper spa where adults wear diapers and pretend to be babies. A controversial business has recently opened its doors in Atkinson, New Hampshire, igniting a mix of curiosity and concern among the town's residents. The diaper spa positions itself as a safe and judgment-free zone to nurture and pamper diaper lovers and enthusiasts through deeply immersive experiences. (laughs) I can't even do this with a straight face. The spa opens its doors wide to individuals over 21 who embrace the comfort and security of diapers. I would be concerned if you could do this. The diaper spa is here to serve all diaper-wearing individuals who seek acceptance, respite, and care. We embrace 21-plus-year-old individuals from all races, genders, sexual persuasions, and preferences. We celebrate the genuine you. Stop. <laughs> we, we are LGBTQIA++ <laughs> friendly and affirming. We're trauma-informed. 
These people are trauma informed, Tim. I think they don't call, question it. I think they call themselves Huggies. That's the H in LGBTQ plus 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 H. That's the diaper, folks. <sighs> of course, every visit, just like every visitor, is different. However, we tailor our highly specialized one-on-one care experiences entirely to each to each of our unique guests. We start with a discussion to confirm goals, boundaries, and consent. We discuss and agree upon a blueprint for the session. We perform and play out the session as decided and then enjoy aftercare. Imagine a safe and judgment-free session where you can openly express yourself and partake of your favorite activities, meals, snacks, and nurturing. Activities range from playtime, story time, nap time, cuddle time, changing time, Coloring, nursery rhymes, and sing-alongs. <sighs> you think it would be a lot, lot easier just to go buy your goldfish? I think this warrants a laughing man, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> Do we have a crying man? <laughs> Just, just buy some <laughs> snack packs and some goldfish. I can't take it. And get <sighs> get on better help. Find a therapist. The diaper spa. It's where it's all coming. Can down you to. imagine, Tim, the that we have spa. come this far? Last of all, Tim, but not least, a. Uh, a Canadian Pizza Hut goes viral for all the wrong reasons, Tim. And I just want you to take a little look-see at this typo of the sign that was put up at this Pizza Hut. Just read that out there, Tim. Due to unforeseen circumstances. No. Now, see that? See, it got you. Oh, it did get me. Due to unforeseen circumcisions, the dining room will be closed this evening. Was this a kosher pizza hut? <laughs> they have Canadian shawarma. Due to unforeseen circumcisions. Bacon. The dining room will be closed. Spell check only helps when it helps. Oh, oh. well, that helped. Did you hear about to, the? Uh, uh, did you hear about the? Ah, uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Due to unforeseen circumcisions, you will I, not be telling that. Okay. All righty. Well, folks, that about wraps it up for today. <laughs> so, uh, 
they have kosher pizza huts in Canada. Mm-hmm. Thanks for hanging in there. Um, you guys are the best. You guys are the the best. Next week, I think we may be able to debut our uh, our full time Googler Googler, so that we can keep Tim's facts a little more factual. factual. Yes. So uh, I was only a hundred thousand off, Ben. That's it. Give me a break. That's all right. I mean, I was only three hundred percent off. Yep. So hop on over to Spotify and to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. The show is taking off. And with that, sayonara. Yeah, you guys have a good one. God bless you.